technical difficulties in Jesus' name, right? It's so wonderful to see you all face to face. I was away on vacation last week, wasn't able to be here, but I will tell you, I was in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Some of you saw the pictures I posted on Facebook of just mountain vistas and clear streams and rich, colorful forests and majestic waterfalls. I went up to the Pacific Northwest and went to Mount Rainier and North Cascades National Park and Olympic National Park. And everywhere I went, I just saw that landscapes that could be painted by the master of master artists. Such amazing beauty. It was almost too much to take in. There were times when I almost had to just close my eyes because every, every time I opened my eyes, I was just overwhelmed with God's craftsmanship and his love and how much he loves us. And in my heart, I kept hearing him say, this is what I created for you. I made this world for you. I made it for human beings to inhabit and to enjoy my fellowship. I thought about Adam and Eve in the garden. Because many of the places that I went didn't have any cell service, so I couldn't make any calls, I couldn't get on any Wi-Fi. There was no radio to hear the news that was happening in the world. The parks were big enough that I could be totally away from anything but his creation and God. Can you hear me? Okay, this is a little better. Um, and it was, it was beautiful. I felt so close to the Spirit. But then I would come down away from that, back to my hotel room, and suddenly my Wi-Fi would be back on, and Facebook would come on, and oh. <laughs> I mean, really, after experiencing the solitude and the beauty and the peace with the Lord, and then being plunged back into the reality of our world, it, was, it grieved my heart. Turning on the news, I was near Seattle, and just down the road there was rioting and violence and injuries and buildings up in smoke and people blaspheming the name of the Lord and the world going crazy. And we all know this. I don't have to belabor it. But the contrast was very stark. And I felt like Jesus was saying, do you not see the signs of the times? You know, in the Bible it says, you can discern the seasons. Why can't you discern the signs of the times? Do we know the times we're living in? Jesus is coming soon. And this world is walking in the other direction, rejecting, blaspheming, and trampling the cross. And we have an opportunity we were brought for such a time as this. We have an opportunity to be light in this world. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. But we have to be that light. We have an event coming up at the end of the month, the return. And that's a return to God in humility. I don't want us to misunderstand that this is some political statement. This isn't a rally for a political party, and it's not an, a, a conservative agenda against a liberal agenda or a libertarian. It's none of that. The Bible says, if my people 
will humble themselves. Humility is so necessary. It's not humiliation. Humility is recognizing who I am in front of a holy God. Now, apart from the Holy Spirit, who I am in front of a holy God is pretty pathetic and dirty and broken and weak and worthless. But when I humble myself knowing that I'm his child, what a place to be. If my people, that's us, humble ourselves and pray, he doesn't ask us to humble ourselves and do who knows what. He Pray. Talk to him. He's the answer. We talk to him. We seek his face and we turn from our wicked ways. He's not saying he's telling the world to turn from their wicked ways. Sinful people will sin. By the, by the fruit, we'll know them. If they don't know Jesus, we can't blame them for sinning. Before I knew Jesus, before I had victory of the Holy Spirit, I was a mess. I had no power. They're powerless. But we're not powerless. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We can say no to sin. We can say no to the flesh. We're not worth anything if we're walking beneath our privilege. Before we can impact this world, before the Lord can work here, He's calling us to be perfect. He's calling us to be purified. He's looking for a spotless bride. That's what He's calling us to in these days ahead. To turn from our wicked ways, to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek His face, to let Him change us. He wants to change us into His image. And we have an opportunity, not just on September 26th, but starting right this minute, to say, God, whatever is keeping me from pleasing you fully, take it away. Whatever I need to renounce, I renounce it. Whatever I need to turn from, I turn from it. Whatever I've been living with that I shouldn't be living with, Lord, take it away. He can do that for each of us. We're not helpless and broken. We're victorious in Christ. And so I want us to prepare ourselves to be the light of the world, to be ambassadors for Christ, to be His hands and feet here. But it requires our humility. It requires us praying and seeking His face and turning. And then God will hear from heaven. And He'll turn toward us. He will shine upon us. And He'll heal our land. And then we may be able to see the harvest. And then we may be able to see things begin to turn. The ship begin to turn around. But until we change and we humble ourselves and we pray, very little can happen. Because God chooses the church as His vessel of grace. We are His grace bearers. And we can only bear His grace when we bear His image, and we only bear His image when we walk away from the flesh. So on the 26th of September, I encourage you, come here with a pure heart. Make yourselves right with God. Get things right with God. Get rid of whatever's holding you down, those weights, those sins that hinder, and run the race, and press forward. This is our chance. 
We're all that's left. Don't you realize we're all that's left? This isn't a Christian nation anymore. If you believe it is, you haven't been watching the news. We're all that's left. This is a remnant. And the remnant, it's time for us to live as the children of God. We don't need more scandals. We're not going to live in a way that's hypocritical. We're going to speak the truth and we're going to live the truth. And if we can't do it in our strength, we've got brothers and sisters to walk with us, to be accountable to, to remind us of God's promises. We're not here to judge one another. We're here to heal one another, to get up and get moving. Just like the man at the pool, do you want to be healed? We've got a church that needs healing. And then we'll be ready to come together and to pray for our nation and to go to Washington and to stand in our nation's capital and pray for our nation to intercede for them. But I say, why wait? Let's do it right now. We're here to take part in communion. And Jesus said, we're to examine ourselves. This is a chance to get right with God. There's no sin, there's no barrier that can keep you from Him, but we just confess it, we give it to Him, we let the Holy Spirit cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. Before we take this, let's, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. And as we do, let's humble ourselves as we pray and seek His face and turn from whatever is not righteous. And He will hear from heaven. And He will heal us so that we can stand and He can heal our land. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Pastor Chris has prayed over the elements. If you don't have a communion pack, we can provide that for you. At this time, let's go ahead and, and partake of the bread. And to remember this is his body that was broken for our healing. He can restore us and make us new in all ways. And we can also partake of the juice representing his blood and his forgiveness of all of our sins. We truly are righteous in his eyes because of what he's done. At this time, we're also going to be taking our offering. We don't pass a basket right now, but if you have a check that you want to give, you can put it in this little treasure chest by the exit at the front. You can also text your giving or give online. Of course, all of you know that we have had a hurricane that came through Louisiana and into Arkansas, and there is a lot of damage. So if you want to give toward hurricane relief, just put that on your check. You can designate those funds that will go to UM Corps, which is the United Methodist Church relief arm and ministry. So we can give to the ministries of the church as well as to relief efforts. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for, for your forgiveness. 
And we ask you to use our offering to bring about your mission on this world. We just love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.